You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Hey, hey. Episode 100. That song, that, that opening song just means even more today than it ever meant, right? You guys feeling old? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I just I looked know. it up. I, I don't while feel that old. Song, while that song was ripping. Either. February of 2019 was our very first episode. Uh, Jordan, that was you and me. It was before Dylan was even in the picture. Uh, he came in shortly after. Was BD um, before Dylan. We're, we're literally like almost two years to the day, and we're celebrating the century episode number 100. Getting all centurial. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So – We've been talking about this for a while and trying to figure out what to do. Um, and I think we have an idea here. We're, we're going to do a round robin of different literally, activities. Literally a round robin. Literally. A little, little game show. You know, since we experienced a pandemic somewhere between episodes, I don't know, 20 and 80, uh, we learned all this digital technology. So we're going to do a little bit of a game show. We're going to spin a wheel. It's going to land on a topic. And that person who is appointed has 100 seconds to talk about that topic. And it has to be bar and bat mitzvah related. Um, it'll be a little fun. What do you guys think, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I love it. So here's our wheel. Um, and it's got, I don't know, 40 topics on it, uh, ranging from funniest mitzvah moment to what does it mean? What does cell phones mean to mitzvahs to uh, lighting and why, why is it important to candle lighting, music genres. So it really runs the spectrum here. And I think it'll be fun because it'll have a little bit of something for everybody. And uh, and I, I think it'll be great. Um, so what'll happen is uh, I'll assign someone and then we'll spin the wheel. And then that person will be uh, in charge of talking about that topic for a hundred seconds. It has to be done fast. It has to be done live. It has to be done right here. And it's coming off the top of your head. So uh, we're gonna get some raw raw answers here from from some of Mitzvah's bests. Keeping it raw. Uh, so, um, I'm really really excited about this one. I think it's a really cool idea, and if we like this idea, I think we're gonna continue to roll with it. Um, so if you guys are ready, uh, I I am too. Um, who wants to go first, Jordan? I think that it's most appropriate for you to go first here. Let it spin, baby. Uh, you want to win? So let man without the sleeves. Let Jordan spin. So let's let's try this thing out. All right. So I'm gonna spin this wheel, and then I'm going to then bring up a timer, and it's gonna start right away. So you have to talk cool. about it. All right. So I'm gonna spin it. I'm gonna say this is your topic, and then you're going. Okay. Love it. I'm ready. Here we go. Ready. Here we ready. Go. Our first oh. topic. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. I hope it's a good one. Wow. All right. We're doing with <laughs> unique themes. Unique themes. All right. On your marks, set, go. Unique themes. All right, cool. Uh, so for myself, I'd say really quick, the most unique theme I've ever done was a Cinco de Science. So I had a uh, mitzvah uh, uh, guest of honor 
Um, and she was awesome. Her name was Izzy. She was a little bit more uh, introverted and, uh, you know, liked, uh, you know, sports and games and, you know, not your typical everyday, you know, prim and proper, you know, you know young lady. So we had to dig a little bit deeper and do some cool stuff. And we came up with uh, the fact that she loves tacos and she loves science. So we did a Cinco de Science. It was tacos and test tubes. That was the most uh, original and unique mitzvah I've ever had a part of. Um, we have some pictures and archive and stuff on our site. So check out XE Events and you can actually archive that back. Really, really cool stuff. Um, we did science experiments, all kinds of cool stuff. We had our crew dressed up in lab coats. Everything was lit in LED. Um, it was a really cool theme. Uh, on the topic of unique themes, I think this is great. This is something that as a uh, mitzvah client and somebody that looking to book, sometimes you might stray away from being unique just because it's a little bit more different. On the flip, I love when people embrace unique themes. So if it's something, you know, like science, or maybe it's something a little bit different, like you're into nature or you're into animals or, um, you know, just uh, the solar system, planets. Uh, I had an event, uh, you know, we do events at, at, uh, at different types of places like museums and planetariums and stuff like that. Thinking outside the box, with a unique theme is definitely the way to go. Um, if I had a dollar for every single baseball theme that we did, we could retire, right guys? So, you know, uh, being unique and being fun is definitely the way to go. So we embrace it. I love it. It's awesome. And six, five, four, three, be unique, be different. Go for it. Nice, nice. Woo! Hey, I just want to add, I think that it's so cool <laughs> to be unique and be trendy and, and be bold. Like I, I had a conference call yesterday and maybe I shouldn't give out the, uh, the secret, but they, they, they're the bar mitzvah boys initials are AF. So everything about the party is something AF. And if you know what that acronym really stands for, it's so it's going cool. to be cool AF man. So Jordan, you are seeing that one in a couple weeks and Perfect. everything you're going to be saying all night is going to be AF. Great. No filter for I like me. It. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I think that any anytime you have an opportunity to get really creative and, and kind of own it is is great. We've talked about it before, but I had a Christmas Christmas themed bar mitzvah once. Amazing. The hotel had all of their Christmas decorations up, and they didn't tell the client, so they automatically switched their theme like four weeks before the event. So that was cool. Uh, so anytime you have an opportunity to do something different, I promise you yep. it'll be memorable. It'll be worth it. And yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but it, it's it's cool. Awesome. All right, Mike, you are you are up. All right, okay. Mike. I'm so great. same idea. We're gonna spin this wheel and see what we land on. I like it. I mean, we came out firing, and this hey, is this is a game man, for man. Jordan. I'm a tough this act to follow, Mikey. I'm a tough act to follow. Let's go. All grandparents. right, you have grandparents on your marks. Get set. Go. Wow. All right, grandparents. So the first thing that comes to my mind with the planning is: Are you planning this for you, or are you planning this for the grandparents? Because how many times do we as salespeople hear? I'm worried what my mom would think. And that's coming from the parent of the guest of honor. So, you know, they sometimes strategically plan the party around what grandma or grandpa will think. Now, that's cool if grandma and grandpa are paying the bill. And keep that in mind because you got grandma and grandpa with some deep pockets. It's okay to ask for some help there. So I, I think grandparents are super important. Um, if you're fortunate enough to still have grandparents, uh, hopefully they're fun, they're active, and they're lively at the party because I think nothing is cooler than seeing, you know, grandparents just rocking out at a party. And and we experienced that this past weekend, Dylan. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, you weren't there, but it was just, it, man, it was just so cool. The grandparents are like the life of the party. Um, and with grandparents, 
music selection sometimes is kind of like uh, part of the topic too. You know, Jordan, we were talking about Mobamba the other day. Like that is not a grandparent friendly song. Yeah, not um, really. <laughs> so I think that grandparents do play a big factor. Um, let's embrace them. Let's thank them. Let's make sure that they have a very integral part of the party. They should be doing the bread or the wine. They should definitely be part of a candle lighting. And uh, man, if it wasn't for the grandparents, the party wouldn't be happening, right? True that. And I got five seconds left also. Boom. And if you can, sit them towards the back. <laughs> yes, good point. Thank you. <laughs> Not next to the speakers. Correct. Yeah, you know, I think that we kind of often forget um, how important these days are. And to celebrate the generations that that exist before us and that help pave the way is important. But you never want it to get in the way in terms of celebrating the, the guest of honor. And sometimes that happens. So the, the, finding that healthy keep, balance. You got to keep the authenticity of the party, um, you know, while understanding that there are grandparents in the room. And you know what? Maybe one thing I should have said is the grandparents shouldn't dictate the invite list because how often do we hear that? I have five tables of just grandma's friends. Right. So, although that's proud grandma, uh, you know, that takes up space and adds to the bill pretty quickly. But Dylan, you're on the hot seat yeah. now. It's stressful, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I feel a lot of pressure because I'm also running all the stuff back here. But welcome to our 100th episode, our 100th episode where we are taking um, these awesome assortment of topics and having 100 seconds to talk about them. So uh, I guess it's my turn. Let's spin, spin it, baby. Wheel and, uh, and do this thing. Wheel of Mitzvah. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lessons that we should learn. Ooh, yeah, this is a good one for you, Dill. All right, I got dancers. So I think that it's really, I think that it's it's so interesting to see that dancers are becoming more than just a singular aspect of the event. It's it's not just, I'm going to have to have someone who's really, really great at dancing. It's now I need someone who's really going to get involved with the crowd using their personality. And I think that something about having really professional dancers is really important. They're the extension of the MC. And we were talking about it this, this week about how we can create these awesome moments. And the four hour, five hour crazy dance parties are not run through the dancers as someone might think. So I think that having really awesome, awesome dancers goes beyond just having someone who can clap their hands and spin on their head. Uh, it comes down to who can it be inviting, engaging, exciting, and who can really vibe off of the appropriate part of the celebration. Um, it's more than just knowing how to clap your hands and look good these days. It's it's about can you chop it up in conversation with both with both grandma's friends and the youngest guests at the at the party. So I think that when families say, "Do we need dancers?" the answer is always yes. But understand that dancer is just a very broad term that our industry uses. Great. That's more than just clapping your hands and stomping your feet. It's about controlling the pace of the celebration, being the reach of the message of your event. And I think that dancers do that really, really well. So consider it that way. Time. Awesome. Oh. And you know what, too, Dylan? You, you, uh, Mike actually makes a, a great point sometimes, too. That And the way that we train our guys, like our, our dancers are – event igniters as we call it are extensions of the mc 
You know what I mean? Mike, you always make a great point with that. Like, uh, you know, how our guys are kind of trained for war a little bit too. There's so much more than the average, you know, male or female that's bouncing around, you know, they are orchestrated to know how to pick us up during candle lightings and where to go during the horror, you know, how to have that chair prepped for the family. You know, our dancers are, you know, mobile MCs without a microphone, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're an extension, man. And I, I can't tell you how often we use dancers that more than just being on the floor. Yeah. Um, it's creating those moments in every aspect. So uh, if you think you don't need dancers, I, I would heavily consider uh i would i would heavily consider changing that perspective i think it's really the um, term the term dancer kind of gets people they're like oh i don't need those dancers you know what i mean like i think that's really what they're messing with yep all right jordan you are up let's do this spin it baby spin it you spin me right round baby right round like some mitzvahs baby ah uh, wow all right, you have scariest moment Mm. as a dj cool go i'm gonna put this on me uh so this was actually in the beginning of my career scariest moment at a mitzvah for me uh this was actually back before explosive entertainment believe it or not um this was with the company that i used to work with back in the day when i first got started uh, this was a true story um it was laundry day and uh you know during laundry day you you don't you know, pack the, the under parts. You just make sure that you have your, your full suit and ready to rock and roll. So I'm in the middle of introductions. You know how I like to get down. I'm super interactive. I'm out there on the floor having a great time. And, you know, pulling out all kinds of superstar, you know, Molly Shannon type moves to help, you know, get the crowd engaged and get them going. I, I guess I, you know, dropped down to the floor a little too quick and I split my pants literally from the butt all the way down the thigh. Now, this wouldn't be a horrible idea if I had, you know, a pair of boxer shorts, shorts on, something underneath. I quickly realized that I had nothing on underneath and I kind of squat down on the floor. I did not move. I made sure that all my parts were on the floor. Nobody could see anything that they weren't supposed to see. Nothing they didn't pay for that day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I actually had to make the bar mitzvah boy come to me. He didn't know what to do. I was like, no, nah, you know, Zach, come on. You come closer to me, bro. It's all good. So I'm literally in the middle of the dance floor. There's video on this party. There's photo on this party. There's every single form of documentary uh, documentation that you could have at the time on this bar mitzvah. And I, my pants are blown wide open. This is the most terrifying thing in the world for me. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. The company's over. I'm, I'm, I'm done before I'm out the gate. They're going to cancel the entire company. I'm going to be on the front page of the paper. This is awful. So I luckily had one of my, you know, rock star DJs, one of my best friends today, his name is Tommy Extreme. He's like, bro, what happened? I'm like, dude, the pants, they're, they're open without even thinking about it. He drops his pants. He's like, take these. It's a good story. I'm going to go over the time here. He's like, you take my pants. I'll take yours. He puts my pants on for the rest of the day because he was behind the booth, right? So I put on his pants. All's well, all's good. The thing that was really the funniest is when the party was over, Tommy forgot he was wearing those pants and came out to congratulate the family. And so he came out, oh, Mazel Tov. Hope you guys had a great time. I'm like, bro, you're still wearing my pants. He's like, oh my God. So <laughs> it was totally true story. Crazy. That was the most terrified time of my life in my career. So I'm, I'm taking that one on me. And ever since then, you packed two pairs of pants. Three <laughs> pairs of underwear, two pairs of pants, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, you can't I, make I, this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Real fast. I mean, Mike, do you have a scariest moment uh, really, really fast? Because this is good Yeah. Uh, when I thought of the question, the first thing that popped into my mind was when I lost brakes on my vehicle. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, power yeah. steering. I lost power steering on my vehicle. Yep. And I was supposed to tow a trailer from Jersey down to Philadelphia. And it was after hours. You couldn't find a rental truck. And, you know, what do I do? And we'll save that for another 
We found Dom. Seconds. Shout out to Dom. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was, you were coming to my event. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was wild. Uh, that was like right in the beginning of your thing too. We're like, Dylan, I swear this stuff never happens. Like, we're yeah, like, I, I think I've been, I think I was with you guys for like less than two months. And yep. uh, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I had, uh, I had grandpa during the candle lighting hit the, hit the deck. That was as scary wow. as it's ever been for me. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had kids choke. Like I've had to like, you know, pull Heimlich type of moves. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so I guess we have another topic. Uh, that, that's way more serious than Jordan blowing a hole in his pants. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, you are you are up. Um, here we go. Spin it, baby. I hope it's an easy right. one. You get all right. So we're actually going the opposite. So you, Jordan Ooh. had scariest. You get funniest. All right, funniest moment. Go. Funniest up. moment. Go. Man, a, there's go. so many. Um. Uh, first, uh, first thing that comes to my mind. I'm not going to call her out by name, but drunk parents singing in the microphone uh, like they're '80s rappers. Uh, you know, with a, a Scully on and just going to town. Jordan, you know who I'm talking. about. I know about. exactly who you're talking about. You, we could actually say her name because it was amazing. It was so fun. Um, other funniest moments. I think that there's a lot of behind the scenes funny moments that that we never talk about, but. As crazy as you know, these two stories we were just talking about Jordan blowing a hole in his pants and you know, me losing power steering. The funniest aspect of it is that we pull it off perfectly. And and I'll I'll go back to my story of losing the uh power steering. Five minutes into that party, somebody was dancing on the stage and the stage broke. Like literally, stage just cracked. And I just looked at him like, what else is gonna happen? Like the world could have been flipped upside down, and we made this party happen the way we got there on time, set up everything like with seconds to spare. It was hysterical because nothing was getting in our way. Um, other funny moments. Uh, a lot of stuff happens during setup. You know, we set things up sometimes backwards or we set them up in the wrong room and, you know, you got to flip flop things. So um, hmm, I'm having a hard time thinking of an exact moment, but I, I, I feel like every day is another like, comedic experience for us it's the, the more i'm with the team the more comedic it could be um yeah there i am three two I, one i got i got two for you guys all right i got okay. two and you guys are going to uh, i'm not going to go into too much detail the first one was a halloween themed event and they had decorations all over the place um and one of one of the decorations was this like six and a half foot tall skeleton and i don't know why but during cocktail hour, I named the skeleton, and let's say for the sake of me not remembering the name, I named the skeleton like Greg. And during cocktail hour, I talked to Greg as if Greg was a uh, a guest at the party. It's great. The rest of the party, Greg was on the dance floor with the kids. Like I don't know why he was in the hora and he was in the <laughs> he was in the candlelighting. Greg followed that like the group of the kids just bought into that. And I thought it was the funniest thing. That's number one. The other moments that I can think of, Jordan, Mike, we have to we have to use like bathrooms and like closets as changing rooms. Some of the funniest moments are when ten minutes before the event starts, we're all sweating, dripping, like being like, "All right, we got to like turn ourselves pretty in ten, right?" Right. We're in the bathroom, five of us all with our clothes trying to get changed in time for cocktail hour. 
Those are some of the funniest moments because we have people like standing on top of toilets trying to change. What about what about the guests that show up early that come in? Right, and then see us all with like our pants down. The walk-ins are like a locker room. Yep. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So those are some of the funniest moments, and I think that one of the things that we could do that would be really, really funny. And I've been saying this for years: is I would love to just record a podcast of the changing room. Um, when we're getting changed, because some of the funniest things happen there. It'd be a little bit, it'd be a little bit like PG 13 after hours and after hours, yeah. one, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just find that to be some of the funniest stuff. And, and I actually have one for our, for our clients, for guys watching. Um, you know, we do a really good job. Comedy plays such a cool part in all that we do. And if you could really, uh, almost fool your guests, um, with the comedy, you're, you're hitting a home run. So I remember we had done events where, and Mike, you'll be familiar, where, uh, you know, um, we have brought in a, a plant, so to speak. It's a, a comedian-type person with a great personality that will dress like the wait staff. You know, he'll dress like he's a waiter, and he'll purposely mess everything up. He'll mess up people's orders. He'll And, and we actually have a videographer documenting this. So at the end, towards the end of the event, we'll be like, hey, guys, you might have noticed, uh, you know, Sam over there. He was a little off, you know, tonight. Let's let's take a look back at everything he did. And he's actually having jokes, you know, like he's, he's you know, spilling drinks, you know, not on people, but like being abrupt and, you know, making like crazy cool, you know, fun comments and stuff like that. And everybody's like, who is this guy? It's, you know, if you can kind of like trick your guests a little bit like that, uh, almost like a stand-up comedy show, um, like a variety hour, it can kind of work into like a cool theme. If you have a bar mitzvah boy that's into comedy or something like that, you know, we, we've seen it done before as like an extra uh, added talent, a variety talent. Um, it works out really great. So comedy and, and funny moments can really help play into your theme as well. So we are, we're moving right along. Um, there, I removed some of the topics that we already spoke about cause we are, uh, kind of like on the time crunch now. Um, do you guys give me the permission to go over our 30 minute mark and, Absolutely. uh, and we'll keep this thing rolling as it's our, it's, it's our centennial. It's our century. Uh, let's keep going. All right. So let's see what I get. TVs or not to TV or not to TV, Dylan? That was the question. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, So TVs, um, they are a big, big part of production these days, right? So what's happening is setting up any sort of video production adds an element to your celebration that's super, super dynamic. And I feel like I'm just getting features now. I had dancers first and now I get TVs. Um, But what I want to remember is it's more than just showing a montage. It's about branding your event. I was speaking with a family, funny enough, a Halloween themed uh, event coming up in 2023, Friday the 13th, 2023. And I was telling them how a lot of our DJs are video mixing DJs and they can add in famous horror movie scenes to all of the song tracks and basically sync them up. So it's more than just showing a montage. It's about branding the event in its entirety. And with the with the elevation of our video production over the last year, um, I think that TVs are almost like a must-have at this point. Because not only do you get great quality montages, but you also get the ability to interact with your guests, whether it be through your theming, like showing uh, you know, video of um, Kyrie Irving, because that's your favorite basketball player, during the event. Or you get to put up titling or... Um, using it for game show aspects like Kahoot or even something like this, where we can do like the wheel of bar mitzvah boy. I think that TVs add a big, big aspect to your celebration that are often overlooked because people are just worried about the montage. So it's more than just a montage. And I think that should be the title of that one. TVs are more than just a montage. 
So uh, that's my bit on on video production. I think it, it could tie in really, really well. And, and yeah, there's cool. evolution. Because if you remember back in the day, it was like the show and go pop-up projection screen. Then it became plasmas. Everybody calls them plasmas. Plasmas don't even exist anymore, but we still call them plasmas. And now there's these massive video walls. So, you know, the, the term TV or multimedia is, is really vague. Right but, here, Mike. But We're so right here, Mike. Really good. And the other thing, too, is, guys, like, you know, TVs don't have to just mean the TVs that go on either side. Like, Mike, you were saying the wall. Now the DJ booth can be LED, you know, so, like, your DJ booth can be your point of, you know, your focal point where stuff's going on. We, the the video wall is is uh, is a really cool um, new approach where we can kind of – it could be done in the corners of the room. You could do it, you know, to the back. So you can literally have visual elements 360 as much as you want. So it's not just where it's the two TVs on either side because it looks uniform anymore. You know, you can kind of spread the love and get creative with it. Yeah, we've done we've done satellite TVs before. Uh, not yep. only satellite TVs, but like uh, how about the times that we did like video sign-in boards um, with touchscreen TVs? Super cool. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of really cool ways to use that aspect. And not to mention, I mean, like we talk about it all the time, but zap shots are one of my favorite uh, enhancements that we offer. Agreed. It's, you know, it's the ability to take candid photos and live stream them up to the TV in real time. I mean, that's, that's fun. That's Agreed. just fun. All right. Uh, Jordan, why don't we each take one more topic or uh -huh. can we just roll until we're done? Sure. Whatever. Hit me with it. All right. Let's spin it. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Let's see. I think you're going to get... <laughs> All right, you get videography, Jordan. Videography. All right, cool. So video does a lot of things. First and foremost, guys, you know, Mike, you, you actually say this all the time, um, and I love this comment, is that, you know, we are hired to provide the energy, the atmosphere, the day of. Um, you know, video allows you to relive it. And when you step into, you know, that, that whole uh, realm, you know, you get to relive the day over and over and over again. And nowadays, you know, the videos are shot um, in a cinematic fashion to where they're more like watching a, a short movie or like a music video that would be on MTV. Um, they're a little bit more aesthetically pleasing and um, easier to kind of get through. And, and I don't say that in a bad way, but, you know, I know my Bar Mitzvah video that I have is literally, I think, six or seven DVDs of like this, like, <laughs> like it's just footage, like continuous. And like, I think a whole hour is the microphone being passed around from table to table. And it's like, Jordan, you were great on the Bema. Like it's, it's great. But like at the same time, it's like, oh man, like let's get back to the part of the action. So, you know, um, tip of the hat to, you know, the new school videographers that we are and cinema cinematographers that we're working with in our area that have made it more exciting. You know, they're shooting like a, almost like a movie trailer, like in a world of bar mitzvah, there is a young man and he's on the Bema. It's fun and it's engaging. So I think video is a great way to relive the day. Um, I think videography as a whole, um, putting incorporating video into the day um, as well. So like when we were just talking about having the TVs, having a live simulcast, um, having uh, these recaps, you know, having a, a video recap, maybe like showing towards the end of the event, um, all the great stuff that happened throughout the, the party to your guests is a great way for them to relive the day. Um, it's just a great way to kind of see things over and over and live the magic, you know. Continue. There's no replacement. Yes. Talk about grandparents. There's no replacement to seeing them like dance or smile or hug someone. There's no replacement for that. Videography does that for you more yep. than photography ever will. 
that's my bit on videography. My hundred seconds boiled down to real, that. Real, and you're you're hitting the nail. That that's a great point, Dylan. Like you know, grandparents obviously too will call it, like they call it. They're they're older. You know, like you don't know without getting too crazy how much longer they're gonna be around. You could relive those moments with them forever. It's awesome. Mike, you're up. So I, before you spin it, before you spin it, for those that are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, like what they can't see is that there's a spin wheel on our screen right now. And, and at random, it's landing on these topics and we're, we're pulling them. We're talking about them. Um, so uh, for those of you watching on Facebook Live, you can see what we got going on. Uh, but Dylan, now I'm ready. Let's see what's up. All right. Let's let's mute mike i mean the phone's just ringing off the hook Ring, it uh, rings everywhere uh, everywhere i know i, I know good, good for him all right so i'm going to <laughs> go instead of mike uh or mike are you ready to go now okay god, god bless the salesman uh all right mike you're up at least they know we do it live guys you know uh, unscripted unscripted mike your <laughs> final topic your final topic is going to be oof Kids games. Wow, Ooh. man. I thought I was going to talk about volume. Okay. Kids <laughs> games. Kids games. All right. First off, there's two categories of kids games. There's the games that you rent, like air hockey, foosball, ping pong tables, and they're physically set up in the party. And then there's the DJ orchestrated games like Coke and Pepsi and Trivia, Kahoot, um, Scavenger Hunts, things of that sort. So each of those are their own topics. Um, the... DJ games are no cost in most cases. They're just creative things that the DJ or the MC does. We flashback to the dancer conversation. The dancers help orchestrate these games. In my opinion, throughout the planning, we ask the guest of honor if they want to do these things. If they do, we make sure we absolutely play them. If they don't, these are great tools in our pocket if we need them. We don't have to go there. So it's not to say that we play Coke and Pepsi at every single party, but if we need to kind of change the dynamic, it's there. Uh, with my last 35 seconds, I'm going to switch over to rental of games. I think that they're awesome, but not for every party. Um, in some cases, they could be a distraction from the party, but in other cases, they help enhance the party. Um, if you have a big party, a lot of guests, you want the music geared towards the adults, then give the kids something to do so they're not destructive. Give them air hockey, foosball, ping pong, basketball shots. You know, the more activities that they can have with prizes and um, motivation to play, the better. Uh, but know your party. Don't bring all those games if you only have a hundred guests. You know, you, you want them on the dance floor. Right. I could probably talk for like ten more minutes on that topic. Uh, you, but that was a good love. One. You love bringing up games and how they how they organize. I mean, I I agree. Hey, Dill, really quick, if you want to just bring that game topic home um, as a whole, I, I know you're really great at creating a game-themed mitzvah. So, like, let's talk about that real quick, um, you know, how you can kind of turn those parties into something that's yeah. dancing. I mean, look, with a with a camp background, uh, anything yes. could be a game. Um, I have turned, I have turned, you know, whole events into, like, formal color wars or survivors, where every aspect of the day is a game or a contest. And I think that those ideas keep people engaged, especially those who are a little bit more apprehensive about just freeform dance, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it takes a real pros pro to realize what what to do in those moments. Um, 
but anything can be a game, especially with the right collateral um, and the right talent to drive it. Um, and look, we just turned this podcast into a game. You know, with, <laughs> you know, like a- anything could become a game. Yeah. So it just, it, you got to get creative and you got to be willing to buy in. And I think that all of that matters. Yep. Um, all right. So what will happen is I'm going to spin. This will be my last topic. And then we're going to do one more topic as long as it kicks ass to, to bring us home. Okay. Cool. So my last topic is going to be something good. Please go. Yeah. Okay. That's a dynamic topic. Okay. That's a great topic. Yeah. All right. I got planners. So here's the thing. The stress that comes with bar and bat mitzvahs happens in the planning process. It has nothing to do with the day of. The day of is like jitters and anxious feelings in general, but that, that's always going to be there. Planners eliminate the anxieties that come with events. Um, and they're the best at it. Um, I remember reading somewhere that that planners have the most stressful job in, in the world, um, like day of coordinators and those type of things, but it doesn't have to be that way. So really, really great planners are the ones who are going to sit down with you, who are going to understand who you are, who are going to get to know your kid, and then build cool items like the Cinco de Science that we talked about earlier, where it's themed out for them. It's not going to feel like every other event. Additionally, these planners are well-versed, right? They know the best people who work together. They know how to put the best team together for your event, whether it be DJs, videographers, photographers, venues. They take away the stress of going to find it yourself. And I think that that pays for itself uh, in a lot of ways. Um, Additionally, they're the ones who are going to keep you sane. I mean, they are. They're going to say, hey, listen, you're 70 days out from your event. You're 90 days out from your event. Start thinking about this. Start thinking about that. Uh, They're going to put you in touch with great graphic designers who can design your logo that you can be proud of. All of those items for your planners eliminate the stressful feelings. And I think that the right planner transcends events. That doesn't mean that it, it you know, all has to be done through them, but planners, planners do that for you. Time. Great. Shout, shout out, out, to, all, shout out yeah. to all the planners. I'm out. We, I guess I'll just say, yeah. we got a couple of really great ones that we work with. Yeah. Awesome. And, and trust your planner. If you don't, if you feel like you hired the wrong person, then then you did yourself an injustice. But if you're confident with who you hired, then trust them. They're going to guide you the right way. That's vendors in general. If it feels like you're being sold a used car, you probably are. If it feels like all they're doing is chasing your cash, then like I believe that if you if you treat your vendors as investments and you're investing in them, you're expecting something out that's worth more than the money. So don't find someone who's worth the money. Find someone who's that investment is going to be more than what you've given them. Right. Um, and when you when you frame it that way, you end up taking your vendor selections super seriously. And that's why planners are so important. Nice. All right. What do you, um, all right. Is there a topic on here that you guys really wanted to hit that we didn't hit? Because we're at 34 minutes now. We can do one more round, Robin, and it'll take us about you know pull, 10 minutes. Pull that, pull that wheel up real quick, Joe. Let's see if we can all agree on something that we could all put our yeah. stamp on. I wouldn't mind if each of us get one more and then we save okay. the rest of this for another another episode. Cool. Next week, we already have a guest uh, set up, but maybe episode 102, we revisit this possibly. But uh, yeah, let's, let's go round robin wherever it lands. This is going to be Jordan's topic. This is me. All right. I feel like we do this all the time. 
I'm, I'm calling it again. Oh, no, no, yeah, again. I'm calling an audible. You guys know the deal with volume. It, it's it's on a, a per play kind of basis. You yeah, want it loud, yeah. loud. You want it you know, a little bit. Loud. All right, spin it again. Whatever, you know. Volume is volume. <laughs> I, I kind of hope it lands on budget hacks. That's a yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah. All right, candle lighting. Candle lighting is real cool. All right. So, you know, obviously, you know, I was a bar mitzvah myself. I had a candle lighting in 1994. Candle lightings have been around probably since the dawning of bar bat mitzvah. Um, I think it's all in the creative. Um, candle lightings don't have to be candle lightings anymore. I get all asked all the time from my clients, uh, you know, do you have any cool candle lighting ideas? And I think if you can equate your ceremony towards something that coincides with your theme or your brand, it's great. So let's say it's a Broadway theme. So instead of doing a candlelighting ceremony, you're doing the Tony Awards and you're giving away, you know, gold statues to the family, you know, for uh, best uh, best family, uh, you know, to act in a picture or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you could turn them into these award shows. Um, you know, if you have a sports theme, it could be like the ESPYs. Um, just a, a different dynamic to, you know, take this this element that has been around for so many years and put a small little left turn on it. Let's say, you know, you have a, a game show theme, right? Um, instead of doing a candle lighting, you could maybe make a big picture mural of the family and each family that comes up brings a puzzle piece. So they're building that puzzle and putting it all together. You know, 13 candles later, you have a big picture of the family or something like that instead of candles. So I think candle lightings, again, the term can it's like dancers. People hear the term candle lighting and they're like, Oh, another candle lighting ceremony. But it doesn't have to be like that. It's, 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 you know, like it's all in the twist that you put on it. So create an award show, create a vibe based on your theme. And if there is no theme, you know, you could do something completely different. Maybe the, uh, maybe the bar mitzvah boy is into music and, um, you know, the back is all like picks, guitar picks or something like that. Or each family gets a guitar pick and they put it on a board, you know, create a, create a custom, you know, collage of something. It doesn't have to be candles. I think that candle lighting should serve a singular purpose mm -hmm. and it's to allow you as a, a as a family to get awesome and quick posed photos with groups of people that should be the goal of the candlelight so when you design your candlelighting design it around the people you want to honor and take and, and take those pictures right um Additionally, like the keepsake idea is great. Like I did a sand ceremony instead of a candle lighting mm -hmm. where everyone in my cocktail hour poured a jar of white sand into this big vase. And then all of my honorees put in colored glass into the, into the vase as okay. I called them up. And then my parents still have that, that, you know, decorative piece. So it's now. like a gold art piece at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was designed by the guests at the party. Um, so understand that candle lightings have no right way to do it. There's only the best way for your family, but they do serve a purpose. And that's where I land on it. Hey, hey Mike, why don't you hit the, should you do it or should you not? What that whole idea? Like people like, um, let's go on a broader topic. Should you do it or should you not? It comes down to like what Dylan said, photography. Do you have a photographer? Do you want to capture those moments? Do you have right. a videographer? Um, and focus on the abilities or the comfort level of your son or daughter. Are they comfortable on the microphone for 20 to 30 minutes in front of everybody um or is that an awkward moment for them and if it's awkward don't force them to do that you know like know know the family the dynamic um and and i like all the ideas that you just came up with jordan of unique ways of, of doing candle lighting Thanks. um yeah uh, you know 
also keep in mind it doesn't have to be 13 candles i mean right very, very often we do three you know past Great present point. future or four past present future good luck um so think out of the box i would be very happy if i never saw a glass vase with a floating candle in it again um <laughs> i'd rather see something that's just unique to the theme wow those floating candles inevitably always get wet then they never light and it's a problem I, let's change it up okay i'm good ready to spin all right, Mike, your last topic. Spin it. Bringing it home. What's it going to be? Day great great Langsner topic. Evening. Okay. I was hoping for cell phones. I was hoping yeah. for cell phones. All right, Langsner. Uh, day versus evening. God, there's so much logistics to go into this. Um, first off, what's the vision of your party? Is it a like, rager nightclub type of party? If so, you want it to be in the evening, most likely. Um, the convenience factor of a daytime party, though, sometimes is easier if you have a daytime service. So first off, think about when your service is. Are you, do you have an evening owning service and you're going uh, you know, right to the party? Or you know, is your service on a Saturday and then on Sunday you want to just have a kid's party? There's so many different factors that play into day versus evening. Um Generally speaking, daytime party comes out to be less money, uh, mostly because you're drinking less. You could do a lighter food arrangement. Um, evening parties tend to be a little bit more formal. So think about what your attire is. Um, but again, there's no right or wrong. I mean, with denim and diamonds can be a you know party going to midnight. Um, day versus evening. If you have a daytime party, you have to visualize what the room is going to look like. Do you have windows? Is there going to be glaring light in that room? Because if you're trying to have a montage on a projection screen, or you're trying to do a lot with DJ lighting in a broad daylight situation, it's, it's hardly effective. Um, So I'm throwing a lot of different things out there. There's not a pro or a con day versus evening. Not one is better than the other, but you just have to have a visual of what your event should look like and when you book your space book it based on thinking about windows and daylight versus ambient light boom right at zero well-rounded nice uh daytime and evening uh, evening parties i think that that's a mindset thing so you talked about a little bit um where like if you wanted a a, a ranger that evening is the way to go and you're, you're probably right most of the time for that but the only the only caveat to that is if you come to party you're going to party, whether it's daytime or, or evening. So I tell families that we plan events very similarly, regardless of circumstance. Cause sometimes you're kind of based on uh budget or based on location or based on the venue, you're kind of pigeonholed to a certain timestamp. So time, time of the any, year even time of the year plays yeah. a factor in that too. You know? All right. I think I get one more topic. Go ahead. Um, is there one in here that you're hoping I get? There's atmospheric effects there's you know what i want you to talk about budget hacks i think that's the best topic on there budget hacks how can people save money but i I want to do i want to do that not in 100 seconds though so let's save that for another podcast write it down mike let's spin the wheel and see what happens because that's a whole podcast i think that's a whole every one of these is a whole podcast every one of these yeah they're great topics I'm gonna get another feature. I'm gonna get lighting. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, why don't you just pick pick the one you want? Uh, it's all right. I got lighting. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> lighting, lighting. When done right, it t- it transforms your event. It's the most it's the most inexpensive way 
to transform your event top to bottom. Um, you can do something as simple as uplighting, which would create color wash on your walls, or you can do something, something super intense like uh, club level lighting that creates spotlights and, and design and um, projection on the floor of the dance floor. But what people don't talk about in lighting is something really, really unique. Oh, I forgot the timer. Uh, is our, our items like um, monogram projections where we take your logo and project it onto the wall or the dance floor? Or how about the string lights that we just used for that school dance to theme it out for Paris? That's just ambiance. That's amazing. And it helps transform events to be not just the typical ballroom. Lighting is the best way to do that. I'll give you guys one more example of lighting that I think could be really cool for theming. In lighting, there's a thing called gobo wheels. And the gobo wheels basically put design on the wall. Well, this Halloween-themed event that I'm planning for next year, we're actually going to replace one of the gobos out of the light fixture and put in a ghost, a picture of a ghost. And I'm going to randomly program that ghost to float around the room and disappear and reappear randomly. So lighting in general has a lot of potential when done correctly. And tit for tat is one of the most inexpensive options out there, not to mention creative. Todd. Agreed. Jordan, you wanted me to show this picture. This, this is one yeah. of the newest types of lights that we offer. You want to just mention it here? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, great topic. You know, people are probably used to like the moving heads or the big trusses. You know, these are our Astera design tubes. And uh, the cool part about these tubes is that they're, uh, you know, they're pretty portable. Uh, they're wireless. They hold a, a really long charge so we can put them wherever you have them set up in a vertical fashion here. Um, but, you know, we can put them on walls. We can put them on backdrops uh, across the, the, you know, across the venue on, on the opposite wall. And they're all what we call in the pros, they're, they're able to be DMX controlled so we can actually have a lighting tech control these lights to make them strobe, uh, do different color washes, um, help accent the day. And they just look really cool. Um, it's just a different take on, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the lighting that's been kind of thrown around the mitzvah world, so to speak. It's just it's a different look um, and something that can really add uh, a really cool ambiance to your day. Uh, and these are tubes that we have in stock in-house here uh, at Explosive. So ask us about them. And they're bright. They're super bright. Really cool. Yo. Um, all right, guys. <clears throat> so here's what I think we should do to wrap it up. I am so proud of our 100th episode. I mean, like, it's like something that's super prideful to me. It's like, I don't know. It's something so, it's hard to get to. There takes discipline. It takes creativity. So here's what I want to do. I want a round robin. Last topic. It's not on the wheel. What are you most, what are some of the most proud moments you have with Explosive or in the mitzvah world in general? Um, I'll go first to give you guys an idea. Sure. I am so proud when I learn about a family and then I do their event. I get to know, I get to know them. I do their event. And then years later, I find out that that kid is on scholarship at a university and, you know, I, you know, they check in with me, they reach out to me, or I'm so proud when I go into a, a mall or a venue, like, like a, a dinner venue and I'm, I'm eating and someone comes to me and said, Dylan, you did such and such bar mitzvah. We had such a good time. Uh, 
Now, we do so many of these that sometimes you don't remember all of them, but those moments matter to those people. And that is one of the most prideful things about this industry for me. I love when something that I did lines up with someone's you know core memory. Uh, my quick story on that is I was sitting in a mall food court and I heard these like girls, they must've been like 17 or 18 years old, like giggling and laughing behind me. And at some point, at some point I, uh, I kind of realized they were talking about me. So I like turned around, I smiled at them. And then I, I went back to eating my, you know, Chick-fil-A or whatever I had. Right? Uh, later, this girl comes up to me and says, are you Dylan? And I said, yeah, I'm Dylan. She's like, you did my bat mitzvah in 2012. And she had on her car keys a picture from her bat mitzvah with me and all of her friends on her car keys. It's it's moments like that that make me so proud. I, I think that just to, as the like to add on to that, we sometimes because we get bar mitzvah every weekend and bat mitzvah every weekend to us, not that it like loses its luster, but we don't realize the magnitude of, you know, the entertainment that we bring like that, that girl is carrying around. She's carrying you on her keys every single day, Dylan, 24 seven all the time. Like that, like that was a moment for her. So to piggyback on what you're saying, I think one of my proudest moments of this is not only seeing the culture and the type of client that we've come to have called explosive, um, the people that want to like party and make these amazing memories, but talk about, think about the three of us and how passionate we are for this industry how we were able to pass that on to our team. I love that we have like 40 to 50 rock stars that are motivators, live talents, uh, coordinators, techs, Justin running our warehouse, like people like in all forms, shapes, sizes of this industry have come together to pretty much be as passionate and as prideful as we are in this brand. And, and they, you know, they don't have a stake in it like, like we do, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're obviously representing the brand, they're killing it. But at the end of the day, like, it's not theirs. You know what I mean? They still have so much pride and so much, you know, uh, love for, you know, having having these families have the time of their lives. It's just really cool to see the culture that we've kind of collectively, the three of us as being the faces have, have put onto our team and seeing how the team takes that and, and utilizes that party to party. It's awesome. You guys hit, hit exactly what I was going to say. Um, but I'm going to give you a, a very cool story that literally happened yesterday. Um, during the pandemic flashback, we were teaching kids how to DJ because there were no events going on. And we were like, what are we going to do to just get by? I mean, bring in a, a penny or two here or there. And there was a young boy. I think he was 13 years old, maybe 14 in Lowell, Massachusetts, who I was teaching virtually how to DJ, and his name is Dominic. And we we never met face-to-face. -face. It was all through Zoom. And he just – he wanted to be a DJ. Well, yesterday on Facebook, I saw his mom put up a, a post that says, anybody looking for a DJ this spring, Dominic's your guy. You know, uh, check him out. You know, he's doing a great job, and he'll beat all your prices. And um, – I saw five or six different pictures of his different setups. And I was so proud because this was a young kid that just, you know, in, in fact, I'll, I'll say his DJ name before I met him was death by rainbow, um, <laughs> which is super cool. If you want to be a producer, I guess, but that's not the guy you're going to hire to do a communion in your backyard. And we changed the name to DBR events 
And here's this young boy who's now 15 years old and his parents are proud of what he's doing. And, you know, we made an impact. And, and that's the whole point. Everything that Dylan and Jordan, you both said is we've made impacts on our guests of honor's lives, the families who entrust us, our own staff. And, you know, there's, there's so many impacts that we make that we don't even realize we make. And I think that that is so cool. Um, I commented on that Facebook post, you know, looking good, proud of Dominic. And she writes back, he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for you. And I was like really humbled and touched. Um, so that's what yeah. we do. I got chills, man. That's awesome. That's what we do. It's really, really cool. Um, and and Dylan, I'm going to echo what you said too. You know, when you see a family 5, 10, 15, 20 years later and they recognize you and say it was still the best day of their life, that's so cool. Nothing beats that. All right. I'm well, starting on for 100 more. We'll do, we'll do 100 more of these, I guess. There we go. So at least the average podcast statistic is the average podcast dies after episode six. We did pretty good here. Not bad, boys. Not bad. So let's so, pop right. some champagne off air. You were saying next week we have we have a special guest. Is that confirmed? You want to drop that? Maybe a little teaser so people can get yeah, do. Heidi Hiller, who was on this once prior, um, who is like the diva of all mitzvahs in she the is. land of Maryland knows everything about the mitzvah world, has started uh, several different mitzvah uh, groups online. She's and it's extended a- nationwide. It's not even just the Maryland area, right? Right, right. She is amazing. So we're excited to have her. She wants to talk about um, unique trends, unique themes. And the f- she's just excited that we're out of the whole pandemic and we're back to doing events. Um, and, and themes are really going to be a big part of our conversation uh, next week. Awesome. So I think that's Wednesday we're recording. I'll, I'll double check that. But guys, we made it. Episode 100. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jordan, you want to sign us out? Yeah, sounds good, guys. Make sure you keep up with us. All things explosive entertainment, guys. Uh, XCEvents.com. Uh, if you're looking to plan a party, know anybody who's looking in the area, please uh, feel free to reach out to us. Even if you're not in the area, you just want to pick our brain. Uh, Mike, myself, Dylan, we're here for you guys. Definitely ready to help you guys out. Plan that next big day. Be creative, be bold, think outside the box. And Dylan, do the thing, man. Take care of yourself, take care of your friends. I need that. I need it. That's how we got to go out. Come on, baby. All right. Come on, bro. Well, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We'll see you real soon. We love you. Bye.